0: Recently, I suppose many of us would have seen the news of um, my childhood hero, two of them, Joshua Harris and Marty Sampson. Um, I mean, they um, on their Instagram um, begin to talk about a journey that they have taken uh, to question their faith. And um, I don't know how you felt. How many of you heard about that news? Alright. Um, how many of you know Marty Sampson? Okay, it's my time, alright. Now you guys, you, know, you all know like younger ones. Um, Marty Sampson was my hero because uh, those days. Because my, in my first year of encountering God, the, word, the, the song that I almost listened every day was, You Are My World. Oh man. There is, <laughs> It's a song that many of you haven't even heard before. All right, It was a song that has impacted my life and throughout 20 years that he served in uh, the Houston worship team, he has brought so much impact. I don't know about you, but many Christians seem very shocked about the news. Like, why would someone that was serving so fervently, creating so much impact, Right now seem to turn against God. And why a person that has written book, taught, and pastored, why would they leave their faith? Now, friends, I think we have to realize this. Are you shocked? I just want to have a show of How many of you you were shocked? Okay, oh, so the rest of you you don't know what I'm talking about. How, how many of you were not shocked? The rest of you didn't know about the news. It's okay. <laughs> now, one day if you hear Daniel Lau, by the way, that's my name. <laughs> oh, you are shocked. Daniel Lau posted on Instagram, I question my faith. Will you be shocked? Anna? Now, I, I want to say this. The truth is, we should not be too shocked. You know why? Because all of us are human. We can fall and we can fail. All the people that you admire and respect can fail. Only Jesus cannot fail and He will not fail. The thing is, since when we think that once we receive salvation, man, I've got it now no matter how I live my life, no matter what I go through, I am guaranteed to have heaven. And, you know, I'm going to receive the gift of God and I will never lose it. The thing is, if salvation is a gift of God, is it possible for us to misplace it? Have you ever misplaced a gift before? Uh, My wife, my beloved wife, lost her wedding ring the second day after we got married. <laughs> right? I, I thought here it's supposed to be quite secure, you know. We, we had to buy a new one. and Is it possible for us to... It was not her, la, it was... She left it on the table. My dad misplaced it. My dad wanted to pass it to us. But we don't know where. Maybe he blessed someone. But over the years, over the years, following Jesus, how many people have drifted away? Some have made a comeback. Some have not. Probably some will not. I do not know. But I just want us, all of us to reconsider our faith that if we take our faith lightly, this can happen to any one of us. Yes, those of us who are who are still alive today, we can still fall. But those who have fallen, if they are still alive, they, this is not the end of the story yet. But what I want to bring to your attention this morning is that why bother too much about who fall and who has fallen or who have backslidden, while we still have our own walk to take care of. Are you following me? A lot of people are very concerned. Hey, these people are no longer in church. These people. Man, he's so on fire. I bet one day he cannot last that. He will leave church as well. Why bother so much when we have our own walk with God and we have to be responsible of how we walk with Jesus? Even those of us who think that now when we reach our judgement day, Jesus will bring us to heaven, yes, praise the Lord. I, my eternal destiny will be in heaven. Oh, that's great. You know what? Even we have passed that judgment, do you know that there is another judgment called the judgment seat of Christ? Which is not a judgment about your eternal destiny, whether you go heaven or hell. But it is a judgment that is about reward. It's about whether, it's based on our work here on earth, that whether... Our work one day will come before God and will be examined, that whether we'll receive reward or not, and what kind of reward? Now everybody looks very serious right now. Are you following me? Yes, even though we can answer heaven, it doesn't mean we'll receive the same reward. It's different. The hidden will all be displayed. I want to read to you Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to 13 if your bible come with me to Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to 13 it says here therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfil His good purpose. The Bible says, it is God who works in you. Everybody say, work in. It is God who works in us, who gives us that salvation. Amen? It is God who changed our heart. He works in us. But it is for us to work out that salvation. It is for us to work out the good purpose that God has placed in us. Just because you have received, it doesn't mean you will know how to use it. Amen? When you have received a gift, you have a choice whether to keep it in your cabinet or to use it to function and to perform as how the gift, as the purpose of the gift is given to you. So I want to let all of us know this morning that God has His part in giving us that salvation. He works in us. But it's for us to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Many of you are quiet right now. Probably you are in fear and trembling. (laughs) Alright? We cannot understand our spiritual birth just by applying a mental understanding alone. Because our spiritual life is not of the flesh only. In in fact, it is of the Spirit. So, a lot of times when we question our faith or when we begin to have doubts, friends, all of us, we need to know how were you saved in the first place? Is it because of Clara's word? Is it because of Pastor's word? Or it was the Holy Spirit that was speaking life into us? Amen? If it was God, then... Let God bring us through that journey. Let God work in us. And we begin to apply and live out that salvation. Because when we begin to try to find truth just from the knowledge around us, we begin to neglect that salvation in the beginning was the work of God. It was God working in us. Why not you tell our neighbour right now, let God work in you. Jesus says that it is not the work of the flesh, but we are born of the Spirit. That's why we all have to be born again. We all have to be born again and with that new life that God has given to us, we begin to live it out. So the first thing that we got to understand is that our birth, our spiritual birth is supernatural. Today, you know God. It is something supernatural. But sometimes we forget. We think, yeah, because I've been coming to church, I've been going through the same routine again and again. Maybe, maybe I'm not a genuine believer. Then you have to go back and think. And you have to go back and examine, God, was it you? You were the one that spoke the word to me. Am I right? God was the one that gave birth to us by His Spirit, of His Spirit. So therefore, don't live your spiritual life just based on your physical understanding. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Again, the Word of God says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word, of God. Last two weeks, we learned about the Word of God. Pastor Andrew and Prophet Wilson <laughs> preached out a powerful word. Um, I heard both of their sermons on Spotify. Man, it was so good. And we learned that the Word of God. Pastor Andrew taught us that the Word of God is the instruction. Is the person of God leading us through his word. Amen? Then Wilson thought about how all of us we should embody the word of God. That the word of God is is it should not just hear, it should not just be here, but it should be in our heart. It should change the way we live. But from 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, it says that all of us we are born again, am I right? But this birth is not a registration into a religion. This spiritual birth is not human persuasion. This birth, it's of the Holy Spirit and it is through the living and enduring Word of God. Friends, you know what? Today, if you are born again, you are born again through the Word. It was the Word of God that gave birth. I mean, you can be coming to church week in and week out reading the Bible as an, another book, but it was the Word of God with the Spirit of God once spoken to us. Something new burst forth and said, now I can believe because we are born again through the enduring Word of God. If you and I are born through the Word, Meaning, we should take on a different nature. Right? When you are born through your mom, right? Your mom is a Chinese, and somehow you just take on her nature. A lot of um, children smile a lot, and they realize this babies learn how to smile and their facial expression, where do they come from? They come from the parents. When as the parents smile to them, they smile back. You want your children to be smiley? Smile more. Amen? Amen? Isaac, you know, you are going to have baby. Isaac, Ang, and Yvonne, alright? Both of them had the most beautiful smile on their wedding day, agree? Man, I want to grow up like them, you know, to smile like them. But if they just keep smiling like that, their children come out like, Oh, stop looking at them, they are very shy already, alright? <laughs> okay, it's my fault. Anyway, I, I just want to say this, you take on the nature. It is the same. If we are born through the Word, then we should take on the nature of God's Word, which is incorruptible. The Word of God, can you believe it? It is too true after 2,000 years. I know Pastor Andrew talked about the pork lard joke. I listened to the sermon, right? It was bad, now it is good. Science has changed. Oh, you have eaten a lot since then. (laughs) Just saying. All right, all of us, we we love Pinang, our fried quitel must have that pork lard, am I right? All right. It's, It's science changed and we rejoice. But you know what? The word of God has not changed. It is still true today, after thousands of years. because it is a living and enduring Word of God. That is why Christian life is not natural. You know forgiveness is not natural? But the Bible says we can forgive. Human nature, we want to hold grudges. We feel good. It's like when we don't forgive, we drink that poison of unforgiveness and hope the other person will die. That is human nature. We thought when we suffer, that person will suffer together. No, that person, it doesn't affect him a single bit. But the Bible says that now with this new nature, that new spiritual birth that comes from the Word of God, enables us to live out His will. That is why God works in us according to His purpose. So we are born through the Word. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus says, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. After you are born, you need to drink milk, am I right? And to continue to survive and continue to grow, we got to take in food. And Jesus said, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You and I, we are dependent on spiritual nutrients from His word. Or we will starve, have malnutrition and eventually die on the inside. How many of you here, be honest already, this is, if you haven't lifted up your hands throughout your life in church, today is the day to do it, alright? How many of you, sometimes you wake up in the morning or you, before you sleep at night, you really don't feel like you are a Christian? Put out your hands. You liars. <laughs> I feel that a lot. I, feel, I felt that this week. After I came back from Russia, two weeks, victorious trip, I went straight, to preach in Goping. Samuel, you are here, I'm sorry I was a bit reluctant you know why? I was so tired, travelled for 40 hours and I reached there with no members no, no, nobody that I really know I was alone there lonely but I had to minister, I was tired and after that trip praise God, you know, God moved I, I God just spat us alright, thank God it was a good time then when I reached home, I really didn't know how to cope. Children were, look, were looking for me. I missed them so much, but I was so tired, I couldn't connect immediately. It took time. And man, everything was messy in my devotional life. Oh, when I was on a trip, it was consistent. I was running. Suddenly when I reached home, I couldn't know how, didn't know how to cope. Many mornings I wake up, man, I don't feel I'm a believer. You know why? Because I haven't taken my spiritual food. It's like, have you fasted before? When you go on a long fast, right? Sometimes you don't feel you're human. Food makes us <laughs> keep us sane, alright? When you don't take the Word of God, right? Why I don't feel like I'm a Christian? Although at least on, they all sound like pop songs to me. You know why? Because we need the living Word to feed our spiritual life. Even Sunday sermon cannot help much until you eat your spiritual food. When was the last time God spoke to you through His Word in your personal time? If it is a long time ago, no wonder we don't feel we are alive on the inside. Because it is difficult to live by the nature of His Word without taking in the nutrients from His Word. Are you following me? Yes, we are dependent on the Word of God. That is why we got to live by the Word. Whatever that we do, in our daily walk, in our daily life. Don't do it simply because pastors say so. Don't do it because my leaders say so, my parents say so. These are good opinions. But you've got to have that conviction that it is the Word of God. It is the Word of God that teaches us how to love and how to live and forgive. The Word of God should become flesh in us In the book of John, the Bible says the Word became flesh. Am I right? And the Word lived among us. The Word of God must become flesh in us and live in us to grow in us as we embody the Word of God. This is not a rule of Christian that you should live by the Word. It is essential how you and I live. That This morning, you wake up, you like it or not, you are breathing in oxygen. You like it or not, you took your breakfast and now you feel good. Am I right? It is the same. We must depend on the Word and let the Word become part of us. Some of you here, like Isaac Lee, that was the one that was playing guitar, you know, You know he has a great physique, right? (laughs) Okay, later when he serves, don't don't look at his body. Worship God. (laughs) But you know, he becomes what he eats. Eats clean meal, right? Chicken breast and chicken breast and chicken breast. By the way, do you know chicken breast is very expensive in overseas? Is but in Malaysia, it's the meat that we do not want to eat. (laughs) We always chicken thigh, chicken drumstick. We hope that the chicken that we have have four drumsticks and four (laughs) thighs. But chicken breast, you know, you become what you eat. Today, when we keep taking in God's Word, we become what the Word of God is. When the Word of God is incorruptible, let me tell you, the world that you live in, no matter how corrupted it is, you will not be contaminated because you live by the Word. That's how we survive. That's how we thrive. First point that we learn, we are born of the Word. Secondly, we live by the Word. Number third, number, number three, we are entrusted with the Word. We are entrusted with the Word. Romans chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. What advantage then is there in being a Jew? Of what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. First of all, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. I know probably none of us here are Jews. But do Jewish people, they are important, they are instrumental in our faith because they were entrusted with the word and they kept it And they pass it, pass the Word of God to us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You see, the people, the Jewish people, they are taught how to meditate on God's Word day and night. You see, some of you may think, sure not. Is it needed to do it day and night? Friends, did you eat breakfast? Yes. Will you take dinner? Yes. In fact, you're thinking about lunch already. Right? We take meals all day. That is why we need to meditate on God's Word day and night. And observe it, and you will make your way prosperous. You have good success. Psalm chapter 1, verse 2 to 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, day and night, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. We are entrusted with the word, not just to keep it but to chew on it, meditate upon it, breathe it in, see it, meditate day and night. You see, some of you may think, now that is really awkward. The Bible even says, speak it, share it all the time. Early days of our church, that is what we did. You know, the preaching wasn't great. Until today, it's not that great yet. But what was great is, after sermon, people actually discuss about it, They talk about it. They say, how can we apply? Can we pray the word of God that we just learned? Can we learn how to do it? And we talk in the morning, then we are not tired of it. We talk in the afternoon and at night. It becomes a culture. Some of you may think this is awkward to do it. You know what? It is only awkward when it is not a rooted culture, but an enforced law. We came back from Japan. Was super impacted by their culture. There is no science. At least I cannot read any science, right? Like Japanese. There's no science that writes, if you throw garbage, you'll be fine 500 ringgit or 500 or 2,000 yen. There's nothing like that. The people, it's, in, it's a rooted culture that they are just clean every toilet that you go. It is not like some other countries, when they are in their country, they are very clean. Once they go to other people's country, they keep throwing garbage. In their country, they drive very slow, and they go to other people's country, they drive very fast. Are you following me? That is enforced law. Enforced law is awkward. Hey, I, thought, I thought you guys are clean. Right? It is because when it is an enforced law, it is just an external behaviour. But if it is a rooted culture, it's not awkward. In fact, we were awkward Malaysians. We were we went hiking, Mount Fuji, and we had to bring all the garbage, including tissues, down with us all the time. We carry garbage wherever we go. It's not awkward. If you simply dump, you become awkward. You become the first. Offender <laughs> on the mound, the first garbage ever dropped on the floor. <laughs> it's awkward. The same happens here, church. I think God, you, you see, the, 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 the psalmist says, How we love your law, how we meditate upon it. That law is Torah. You learn from Pastor Andrew, am I right? It is not the law that we know, enforced law. It is a law written in our heart. It is instruction that makes us wise and successful. When we begin to love these laws of God, it becomes natural for us. You say, hey bro, I've just learned this. God has just taught me this. And man, I'm so happy that apply it right now. My relationship is restored. Amen. Hey bro, sis, you should not. You, 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 you should not curse those people because Jesus says you should love your neighbour, am I right? You should love those who hate you. You should not curse them back. And when we begin to talk about like that, when we talk like that and things will begin to change because it becomes a culture that is rooted. City Light, do you want this as a rooted culture? I do not want it as an enforced law because I realise that human laws always fail. fail, Always. But when it becomes natural for us to talk about God, it is amazing. When I was in Russia, um, before the last session that we were there, um, it was about time. I, before I, I head, headed to, toward the auditorium, I met this guy and he's a lovely guy, you know, good looking, spoke very good English. I mean, if he's here today, many girls would fall for him. That kind of celebrity. And he, he spoke to me and he said, You know what, Daniel? I'm struggling in my faith. Then we begin to talk. And he began to open up and talk about the word of God that he understood and he applied. And the word of God that he did not understand. And he began to talk about his struggles. And I was listening to him. I was just amazed that one minute ago, I was still finding out your name. Right now, we are talking about the Word of God. Right now, we are talking about God's law, not the enforced law, but the principles of God. We are talking about our struggles. And we pray for one another. And tears begin to flow down. You know, that should be a culture. Not a rule to follow. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Man, the Word of God, His commandment is everywhere. You talk about it when you sleep, you lie down, when you wake up, when you sit, when you you walk, when you stand, it's all the time. And you write them, symbols on your hand, bind them on your forehead. Any one of you? Tattoo God's Word here. Some of you, you tattoo God's Word here. Not bad, alright? Good try. Quite close. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. That was how important the Word of God was for the people in Israel. Let's do this together. After church, when we meet during the week, you know, a confession here. Recently, every time we ask about God's Word, there is always this awkward silence. It it sometimes feels like, did I just ask the wrong question? Did I just change channel to a channel that they do not understand? It's like from Chinese channel to a Tamil one. (laughs) Like, wait. And suddenly it's like, there's a breeze that's so cold. You wonder what happened. Church, what is wrong? Can we change our culture? But I'm not saying that we should forcefully or put an alarm every time. All right, we meet halfway. Hey, let's talk about God's word. It's not like that. It should be natural. But the thing is, if you don't read at home, okay. If you don't tattoo, you don't have to tattoo. But if you don't write down, if you don't meditate, there's nothing to talk about. Am I right? Christians, we are born of the Word. We should live by the Word. Now we are entrusted with the Word. Our whole Christian life can never be apart from His Word. If you take the Word away from our Christian walk, there is nothing left. To the Japanese, it is a matter of values and identity. To them, that is who they are. I pray that today we will have this conviction as well. This is who we are. We are people of the Word. We are people of the Word. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came, spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We say we want to make disciples. What do you do when you make disciples? It's very simple. It's to teach them to observe. Is to teach them to obey all. That Jesus has taught us. It is simple. It is not rocket science. It is simply teaching all of us that you should teach me and I should teach you how to obey God's Word. How to obey God's Word in your family relationship. How to obey God's Word in your money matters. How to obey God's Word in your work. Do you know that God's Word is not just for you to apply in church? God's Word is for you to apply in your workplace. The one person that your boss needs the most is someone who will obey God's word. Because a lot of employees can perform very well, make big money for the company, but they can just do it for their own gain. When there is a better offer, probably they will just jump over. But for the people of God, we move by His Word. If God says stay, we will stay. If God says bless, we will bless. And we should obey His Word as His disciples. The final point, we are sent out for the Word of God. We we are sent out for the preaching of God's Word, for the teaching of God's Word. I want to believe God You know, sometimes Sunday services are overrated. Although it is powerful, the preaching on the pulpit is overrated. Because what is important is not what I speak, what is important is what you speak after Sunday. What is important is not what is preached, what is important is what is preached through our lives the word of God is not only powerful on the pulpit the word of God should be powerful in our lives we are sent out for God's word we are sent out to live out his word so that the world will experience his word in the flesh so that the world the world will experience Jesus through our life that is why in the book of acts it was never mentioned that it was after a evangelistic crusade that the church began to multiply i mean there was one or two events but the bible keeps mentioning in acts chapter 4 verse 31 chapter 6 verse 2 chapter 6 verse 7 chapter 12 verse 24 it says that when the word of god multiplied the church grew when the word of god multiplied, the church grew. I want to believe God that we will all be people of the Word as the Word of God is multiplied in us. When the Word of God is multiplied in you and you begin to bring back, you begin to share, you begin to live it out and it's multiplied. That's how the church, the kingdom of God will grow. To pass the Word everywhere we go to share it. You see, it is the Word that will form disciples. It is the disciples that will form the church. And one of our mission statements is to be discipled in the Word. We need to be discipled by God's Word. We need to stand out for God's Word. I pray that even young people, the youth, will begin to study God's Word and begin to learn how to apply in their context because nobody will know how to apply the Word of God better than themselves as a student. I mean, I cannot teach them how to apply God's Word as a student. I am working already. But they have the Holy Spirit. You are studying today not because of seed. You are studying hard because not because we have good tutors. You are studying because the Word of God tells you to give your best in everything that you do for the Lord. Because the Word of God tells us that wisdom is important, is powerful. You must apply the Word of God in whatever way that you live. The question is, how do you apply the Word of God as you realize today are the people of the Word? We are entrusted with it and we are to live by it we are sent out for his word to be preached let's stand to our feet this morning it's a silent moment before we worship we just let us reflect where is God's word in your life is it in your thoughts day and night is it in your mouth when you speak You just speak God's truth because you have meditated upon it. I see it in your eyes. While the world tempts us with things that can, that is seductive, the world is speaking to us all the time. But do you see the word of God on your doorpost, on your gate? on your forehead do you see the word of God speaking how many of us here this morning as you heard the word what you speak how you live is more important than what I spoke and I believe that this is what we need to take home today how important is God's word Jesus help us this morning if you want to make this commitment to God say God I'm born through the word I'm born of the spirit I'm born through the word I should live by the word if this is you right now just pray to God and say God I'm making a commitment to you I want to be people that embodies your word let's talk to Jesus right now